0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot, with Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature.
1: Well, in this spot over the last few months, it seems we've been celebrating new releases of books um, almost every year every session and isn't it wonderful to see new material out there. Today we're talking with Megan Kitching about her book launch for At The Point Of Seeing. Megan joins us now. Uh, Maureen, good to have you with us. Thanks for coming in, Megan.
0: Thanks, Jeff. It's lovely to be here.
1: Um, This book of poetry, your first published book?
0: It is, indeed. Very exciting.
1: Um, It must be an exciting uh, point. We'll talk a little bit more about how the book came together in a moment, but perhaps a little bit of a background for you. Where did your love of poetry begin, do you think?
0: Oh well, I've always loved reading. I've loved books, and I, I think, like a lot of teenagers, started writing mostly fiction uh, when in my early teens. Um, But then started writing poetry. Really, I was living in Dublin, which you know, of course, is one of the great literary cities in the world, and um, poetry had such a prominence there. And I started reading local poets and meeting local poets. So. got more and more into it then and realised that it felt really right for me as a genre. So it's it's been a, a slow process coming into it over the years.
1: Outside of your interest in poetry, what have you been mainly uh, giving your attention to in terms of your work?
0: Uh, So, work in the wider world. Uh, I've been working between the University of Otago and the Polytechnic, so I do editorial assistance work at the Polytechnic. Um, I've done some tutoring and research assistant work at the university. Um, Yeah, so still in in English literature and language more broadly.
1: So, in terms of um, the nurturing of your poetry in this city, uh, how has that been? How would you describe the the scene at the moment for for those who are writing?
0: Oh, it's just incredibly nurturing. It's wonderful. Uh, I felt at home in Dunedin itself, in the physical city, in the harbour um, almost immediately. But the vibrancy and the warmth and the friendliness of the poetry scene here is um, a lot of people listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, you've got can go and read live at the octagon collective um i have a an absolutely wonderful workshop group and uh, the blacks road poetry workshop um we've been meeting for years and there are always events on and, of course, there are programs like this. So, yeah, it's a wonderful place, uh, rightfully a city of literature.
1: Tell us more about the Blacks Road Poetry Workshop. We haven't talked about that on the spot before.
0: Oh, right, OK. Uh, yeah, shout out to them. Um, there's just a small group of us... Um, at the moment, uh, five of us, and, um, yeah, we just meet once a month and share each other's work and critique and encourage. You know, we're all, um, at this stage, published poets, quite experienced poets, but it's still, you know, we're still challenging each other, we're still um, open to new ideas, and, yeah, I think those kind of groups can be really constructive for writers.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, one might think that there's sort of that could be quite an intimidating experience. Mm-hmm. There's 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 one concept of the writer being you know in the lonely garret and 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 and, and stuck in their own head and in their own world. Uh, the rest of the world be damned in terms of you know whether they pick up on what's intended with the writing or not. But mm. but you don't find that, and you find that 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 um, others sharing work with others is a useful and helpful exercise.
0: I do. It does take. It is scary at first. It takes a while to get used to it, um, and everyone finds their own comfort level. Some people do best if they just write alone and then, you know, share it at at publication stage. Other people like to write even in the early stages with other people around um, and then share it, share very early drafts. Um, I'm definitely in between. (laughs) I like to spend a lot of time, solitary time, with my writing. But, um, But, yeah, if you find the right group of people and just that encouragement and it also tunes you as a reader as well,
1: Tell us about the things that spark your imagination with writing.
0: Oh, with the poetry, I just keep coming back to the natural world, to the environment, um, just seeing what's out there. Really, uh, in the coastlines, in the trees and the birds. Um, I go for long walks, and yeah, a lot of the things that have inspired poets since time immemorial, really.
1: You're in a good part of the world for that, aren't you? Absolutely. We like to think so, anyway. Oh,
0: it's just gorgeous.
1: Mm. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about this collection, At the Point of Seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, At what stage did the work on this begin, in terms of bringing it together as a a book?
0: Yeah, the poems individually were written... um, probably going back about five years but mostly over the last few years and then it's really been um, sort of over the last two years I started bringing it together. Of course it was then in manuscript form and going through the process prior to publication.
1: And who has been instrumental along the way in making this possible it's never just you is it
0: it's not no that's the thing with a book um the writing which is a joyful process that's mostly solitary but of course countless people um I mean most of all of course the amazing team at Otago University Press um Sue Wharton and her team there um uh, In early 2021, I had uh, a residency out at Broad Bay with the Castleberg Trust, Um, so in memory of Elizabeth Brooke Carr, who was a um, wonderful Dunedin writer. And as part of that, stepping into the residency, that was part of um, thinking, right, I'm going to put together a collection. Uh, And then various friends have read both individual poems and then um, I got a couple of friends to look at the manuscript itself and yeah I'm sure I'm forgetting people it's just a it's and the designers and the editors at um, at the press.
1: You were the inaugural Castleberg Trust uh, Elizabeth Brooke Carr Emerging Writer Resident. Mm, uh, tell was. us a little bit about about why these residencies are, are useful for people in, in your situation.
0: Well, this one, in particular, uh, this was my first uh, residency the only one that i 've held so far so it's it 's a lovely affirmation first of all, you know it can take a little bit of a um, confidence to say right i 'm going to devote myself to writing um, and of course, you get the space and the time. Um, this was in a lovely cottage out on the peninsula, which was a really just There's something in the water out there. I, mm. I, it's just a very inspirational environment. I, I can't believe how much I wrote out there. Um, yeah, so it's just having the time and the silence and then, um, yeah, the, the affirmation that people are are interested in supporting your work.
1: I suppose it provides some... Focus as well, right? You 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 feel like you have to be productive in a situation like that.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I was quite intimidated when I first arrived. The cottage is full of artwork and books by you know all these amazing writers who've been there before, and I thought, oh, I don't know if I can uh, work here. But that that quickly went away. And yes, as I said, it was an amazingly productive time.
1: Talking with Megan Kitching about at the point of seeing. Uh, This book will be launched at uh, the University Bookshop. Uh, We'll talk more about that uh, in a moment. Uh, Since you're here and since you have your collection with us, I wonder whether you'd share something with us from it today, Megan?
0: Of course, I'd love to. Um, So I'll just read a short poem. Uh, It's the poem that's excerpted on the cover. Um, It's called Growing Advice, and uh, the advice is... This quite odd sentence I came across in a gardening guide, a New Zealand gardening guide, um, which tells us to, at all costs, avoid the twisted or winding pathway so often seen in the small garden situated on the corner where two streets meet. So I read that and I thought, what do you do with that advice? Uh, So I made a poem out of it, Growing Advice. You can make it work if you're at all handy, hunkered, and humble. It costs only rain and the sun's incandescence. Avoid hatless noons, along with the twisted complicity of leafy time unwinding. Bump the wheelbarrow up the pathway, tread, rake, tease and weed so often peas will bloom as soon as you're seen in flip-flops and crocuses flag your small vernacular seasons because the garden is making something of you, situated on the border of dirt and thumb, the corner with its step-over wall where two streets grow neighbourly and flora and animal meet.
1: I'm sure that will resonate with many of our listeners, keen gardeners, no doubt. Uh, So you're going to launch this collection at the Point of Seeing uh, at the University Bookshop on Thursday the 22nd of June. Tell us about what's planned.
0: Well, I hope it'll be a lovely, warm event on the winter solstice. Um, so, yes, hosted by uh, the absolutely amazing university bookshop. Um, so, yes, doors open around 5.30. There'll be refreshments. um and time to catch up and look around the bookshop. And uh, Carolyn McCurdy, the wonderful Carolyn McCurdy, uh, member of the Black's Road Poetry Workshop, I should say, Um, she's going to launch the collection. Uh, Carolyn will be well known to lots of Dunedin people. Um, I think Sue Wooten will say some words on behalf of the press and uh i will say a few words too and read some poems and yeah i i hope that um that there'll be yeah it'll be a really nice atmosphere and that lots of people can make it out um so yes it's on the 22nd and people can find out more about that on the uh on the city of literature website um the University Bookshop and Otago University Press Facebook pages the invitation would be up there
1: and all welcome along to that and also welcome of course to purchase this beautiful collection at the point of seeing Um, uh, tell us about the artwork I always love to know uh, where that's come from I haven't seen this book. you hold it up to me and I'll have a look at it and um, there we go so it's a a beautiful uh, gnarled and twisted tree tell us more about that
0: Yes, it's a stunning image. I'm incredibly fortunate. My brother, John Kitching, is a really gifted photographer. And he... uh, So, first of all, I thought, well, I have to ask him if he'll allow me to have an image of his on the cover. And he's taken this photograph of a shelter belt down in Southland where the macrocarpa trees are really exposed to the winds. And so it's this incredibly intricate... Um, image of tree branches, tree forms but also becoming human forms so um, I I think it's mesmerising and hopefully invites people to look more closely as well which is what I hope the collection does so it's just perfect.
1: Megan Kitching thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM for our Eden UNESCO City of Literature right spot all the best with the launch and your continued work. Where to from here by the way?
0: Well today on to work um, and then with the book I don't know as I, um, we've talked about it's my first collection so once we release it into the wild um, we'll we'll see how it does and I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Megan Kitchen thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you Jeff. it's been a pleasure.
1: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with
0: support from New Zealand On the Air.